0: Mitch. G'day guys, welcome back to another special episode of Life's Mitch Podcast. So this week, we've got another musical guest who has been kind enough to grace grace us with some of her presence. So my next guest is an Australian who is an internationally renowned, award-winning concert artist, singer-songwriter, professional speaker, author, and much, much more. But it was my next guest's speaking voice that unexpectedly led to a unique pop culture status. In over a billion GPS and smartphone devices, that's right, with a B, Uh, being known as the original Aussie voice of Siri, hers is the voice of reason, telling us where to go and what to do on a daily basis. And in real life, through her songs and her music, her performances, uh, she entertains and inspires people to recalculate their way, dream destination in life. For over 20 years, my next guest has been releasing music and he's about to release her 10th studio album, releasing on the 4th of November, a prolific Singer-songwriter. The name of the album is "Ready for What I Came Here For." It is the name of her tenth album. Her songs have been licensed in U.S. television networks and even heard on the Dawson's Creek soundtrack. In addition to this, twenty years recording and creating art between New York and Australia. In her first years in music, in 2002, she's been going to New York. She's auditioned. She's done a heap of things. You know, she's given direction. She's a motivational speaker. But without further ado, I'm sorry for wasting your time with that intro. I'd like to introduce. Karen Jacobson, how are you today?
1: G'day. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Thanks for coming on. So, first things first, where do we find you at the moment and sort of how's lockdown life been treating you? Uh Aha.
1: Well, uh, when the pandemic hit New York, I've lived there for 20 years. uh, My husband and our son and I came to Australia and we now find ourselves living in Airly Beach in the Whitsundays in North Queensland, Australia.
0: Absolute paradise. For those of you who are unfamiliar, it's if you've seen a like a, a video of an Australian beach on a tropical island, you pretty much probably would have seen somewhere in the Wit Sunday. So that's awesome. So um, I guess today, what we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll go through some of your bona fides in your music career as like a timeline. So we'll talk about the new album soon and uh, share a bit about your story. And even from the time, even from your first release, as I am, which is celebrating its 20th year. Congratulations. Thank um, you. That's okay. We'll talk about a little bit of time being Siri and the GPS devices, if you'd like, and we'll talk about some of your other achievements along the way. How's that sound?
1: It all sounds great.
0: Sweet. So first things first, like I'm finding that I usually have this section at the end, but it's turned into a bit of an ice breaking tool. Um, So this (laughs) this is the idea of the podcast. So it's about two sections, great storytelling, and um, this next part, which is where myself and the guests get to have a good winch, wine, sook. And I was wondering if you'd like to join me in having a bitchy with Mitchy this week.
1: Oh, what an offer. I don't think I could <laughs> refuse.
0: <laughs> well, wow, I sold it well, didn't I?
1: <laughs> you did, you did.
0: So what the idea is, you know, you can come on and get some something off your chest, whether it's a first world problem or something that's been a lifelong peeve, uh, i can go first or you can go first it's up to you
1: oh you go first
0: okay <laughs> well recently i was successful in getting my second COVID jab and getting a bit of bit of freedom back but i hate people who hurry and rush things when they don't have to and what happened was i originally had astrazeneca and then i changed my um location to have the second jab closer to home and uh so i get there this second one's just around the corner I get in there, they gave me a jab, I've come back out and I've asked for some sort of, um, like, proof I've had it before you get the national certificate. In in their haste, um, they've printed out this thing for me, after which they've asked for my patient history so they should have had it beforehand. And I realise that they've given me the Pfizer jab, so they've given me <gasps> the wrong jab type. And, you know, being stressed and anxious, I'm like, oh my goodness, so like, will this still count being double vaxxed um so yeah they they get they jab me without consent they've given me the wrong type and then the woman stands up and goes well you should have known what you were having i'm like i did i confirmed it on the phone and i think within their haste they're just pushing people through like and i guess my bitch is like people that just need to those finer details i think you know how many other people would have got the wrong jab i don't know but in my circumstance i was lucky to have it recognized nationally but yeah so people if you're out there doing something incredibly important like that I just ask you please take your time that's all
1: I think it's fair enough oh man
0: I was pretty stressed I was like oh no I do does this still count because I rang the COVID-19 hotline and like well nationally it isn't recognized but I think because I I reported them because that's not cool and I think because of that they've started the process to pass me so yeah I don't know you'll
1: get a tick you'll get a big tick
0: definitely got a tick and I've made the most of it so far
1: and it became a segment
0: it did well it, yeah it's making it's making the audio waves for everyone out there so <laughs> thanks for having me hearing me have a bitchy i love it <laughs> i love
1: it oh my goodness
0: so what about you up there in, in sunny queensland Was something recently ticked you off or
1: oh my goodness well it's an ongoing one that um are you familiar with the term mansplaining
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Mansplaining. planning So like, yes. Yes. I definitely am.
1: You are. You're familiar with mansplaining. Well, I, um, I was having a conversation with a close friend who is also an artist, and she was sharing an experience with me about a uh, a whole email response she'd received from a record label, a prospective record label, and um, my friend's album is an incredibly deep, thoughtful. I mean, such a high level, she's such a high level musician yep. and her album is like one of the most exquisite works of beauty you could imagine. And it's about overcoming pain it, and it's, an, it's just, an, a, you know, one of those albums that's so beautiful. You know how, how Adele makes really beautiful albums about sad topics? Yeah. and people love it and it, sell, it sells millions and millions of records. So she was sharing with me about this response she got. Someone said, oh, I think you'd be a great fit for this label. And so she uh, sent her currently unreleased, you know, very, very personal private link record yep. to this potential label and received a response back, which was an entire list of everything that was wrong with her album and how it would never sell. And that if they if if it was them she they recommend that she doesn't release it, and and like just takes a few of the favorite albums tracks and then puts a whole bunch of tracks on there that are are happier That's and
0: so insulting like, as an artist. Imagine... it
1: was so insulting. Oh, Thank you. I was Ow. I was like I was aghast. Now my friend was laughing because she is experienced and this is not her first rodeo Good on her. and she's not waiting on a record label executive to give her any self-worth or, or, you know, um, Bilid- any validity to...
0: or anything like that.
1: That's right. Yep. She is very confident and secure and knowing in her abilities, but she got to the end of this incredibly detailed, thoughtfully written description of everything that was wrong with it um and how it was never going to work and I did I did have to ask did a woman write this or did a man write this she said oh it was a guy I said you know now I really watch myself Mitch because I've had many 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 misogynistic and mansplaining experiences that I've been on the receiving end so I know I'm kind of attuned to it and I'm like hmm
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I don't
1: ever want to be over the top about that because I know that it's a trigger for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, But I did have to ask the question. She said, "Yeah, it was a bloke." And you know, when I I I just looked at it and I'm like, I don't know. So insulting. Don't you think it could have been? I I just, you know, an alternative could have been, you know, this is just not for us. It's not a match for us. But to actually say, oh, music like this doesn't sell. Well, no, uh, Adele is one example. But anyway, yeah. Oh,
0: you. Well, I, I Well, um, and we're back in other news. <laughs> no, back to you, Mitch, in the studio. Um, you're Back right to you, though. Mitch. What, you're right, though, because, um, see, to me, that makes my blood boil because who who's this guy to go, you know what, that'll never sell? This, there was a studio. <laughs> exactly. There was a studio that George Lucas originally took Star Wars to and they said, that'll never sell. Biggest mistake of their life, okay? So just because... Yeah. One person does a vibe, but a lot of people in my life, so I've I spent a long time in the mining industry and i got to nickname them Instagram. It's like, bro, you need a filter. Just calm down. Um, so like, <laughs> and especially in a professional sense, like if someone listen to all my episodes, go, okay, here's how I think you can improve. It's just like, you know, here's something how you can improve. Don't listen, champion. It's that simple. Um, but you know, I, I feel for your friend. That's, that's, I don't know. I I don't know why people do that. Anyways,
1: this friend of mine is, is really incredible. And later I was chatting to my husband about it. He's like, you, maybe you should check in on her. And a few hours later, I checked in on her. She's like, oh, I'd forgotten. And that's how, (laughs) how, but that's, that's a person with experience. Now there've been plenty of moments in my younger life as an artist. And I think that's relevant to, you know, your listeners. Um, I'm 52, I'm not 22, but all the way until like immediately right now, uh, there's still the potential for me to be really hurt by others saying things um, in a not very generous way. And it's it's just, you know, there have just been so many times I've been crushed when I was younger because of somebody who I thought knew the answer, giving their opinion about me, and my performance style and my writing and my style and there's so much that it's that is subjective in the arts um and I think one of the most courageous things anyone can do is embark on expressing themselves artistically and that includes you Mitch you're putting yourself out there week after week um I, one of the reasons I was really excited to become a guest on your show is I just love what you're doing and I love that you're shining a light and giving a voice to so many people and so many really uplifting stories. And so thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. And uh, that's, uh, that's the episode for today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got what you came here for. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, The tickets are just flowing off my shoulders right now. No, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. And you know, I think I'll say this to you and to any artist you friend. Anyone out there creating content, you are brave enough and vulnerable enough to share some, some honest stories, whether it's in the form of comedy, music, movies, whatever. You've got my respect, you know, yep. especially being an independent artist or an independent um, uh, singer, songwriter, composer, whoever you are out there, and to yourself as well, like mad respect. And you know, I'm excited to have you here today too because I know you'll have some incredible stories to share. And um, I just wanted to start things off. So first official question. Take yourself back to as early as you can remember. What was the first ever thing you were a fan of? Whether it be a book, singer, show, whatever. ABBA. ABBA. Money, money, ABBA. money. ABBA. Oh, even way. before
1: be, even before that. Yep. I mean, just ABBA, ABBA and the melodies and the music and just the shininess. I mean, as a little girl, I remember just it was so magnetic to me their sound and everything about them was just so uplifting and exciting and i just loved the the melodies and i learned all the songs and i would practice i would sing into my hairbrush in the mirror and or in front of the the radiogram which is what you used to call the the record player it was so so exciting ABBA. They just provided, you know, so much for a generation of kids in particular, I think.
0: Well, they're, they're a pop icon for, you know, even till today. Like, there's still new movies made about them. And there's still, like, there's, I think I read recently that Bjorn was, Bjorn did an article in what, British tabloids and he's not denying a possible reunion so I don't know but oh
1: they're doing it they're oh, doing they it they, oh, they're even they, better. oh yeah I, I can bring you up to date they just released two songs they so have got an entire record coming out they <laughs> have got an installation show with like these electronic avatars that are going to be on stage instead of them and it's it's like a sit-down p- purpose-built arena in London it's very exciting
0: they're can we get your money money money's worth here everyone <laughs> that's
1: right that's right so it's that's- ABBA
0: that's awesome okay so next question is what was the genesis of your music career and you probably just touched on it but where did your love of music truly start was it singing into that hairbrush?
1: i'm told that when my mother was pregnant with me she took piano lessons and so i was in utero while she was taking those piano lessons and then when i was born she would take me with her to the piano lessons and i would sit in the bassinet while she had piano lessons so there was that there was a piano in our home and when i was about two i'm told that i would sit next to the radio and eat my sandwiches and sing along to the radio so music's just been my expression for as long as i can remember
0: literally part of your dna by the sound of things
1: yes that's That's right
0: that's awesome In as a massive influence you both in life and in music your mum had a big role to play. Who were some other people that uh, have had like have had a monstrous impact on your life in a positive way?
1: So when I was sitting uh, in the family living room, I was seven years old in Mount Pleasant, North Mackay, Queensland, Australia, and onto the TV came the most important and most influential person in the entire world, Olivia Newton John. And when I saw her, my life changed. I, it was like a bolt of lightning. I knew what I wanted to do with my life. I knew I wanted to become a professional singer and move to America. I wanted to be just like her. Here was this blonde Australian singer who'd gone to America and and everybody loved her. And I wanted to be just like her.
0: Well, she's, you know, she's done incredibly well in her career. And like to yourself and to a lot of uh, music guests I've had on and entertainers and you know, they say that one key to being successful in the entertainment industry is to perhaps spin many plates and you know, Olivia's done or done it all. Acting, mm-hmm. singing, songwriting, composing, uh producing, you know. So, you know, just like yourself, someone who's got a, a a long list of bona fides and you know, to to still be doing it, you know, decades into your career, like it's it's a huge compliment from me. Like I so I say like congrats and how good to see that you're still going strong after um you know even 10 albums in like that's awesome so living newton john is a huge name it's okay so she
1: is she is an, a huge inspiration and what i think is important about that is she's uplifting you know she's a positive role model she's somebody who you see and you know she's working to make the world better and that i think was a huge inf- positive influence for me yep
0: yeah. and you never heard anything bad or better in the media you know. No. Good, good to hear about the aussie doing huge you know in the big in the big pond you know small fish big pond you want to use those metaphors but you know so that's awesome olivia i'm a big fan of her work too alrighty so next question is when you're on the road or whether you're at home or touring or wherever you might be in the world is there a guilty pleasure that you can't go without Ooh. so for example um i spoke to hayley mary the jezebels and she said that she's recently become a fan of asmr which is audio response like sound therapy so she'll find herself listening to this like feel good vibes touring or whatever she might be doing or and heather shannon said you now when she's touring just have having ex- like touring the world out of a suitcase just have an accessible comfortable clothing that you can do perform and be around with as well so it could be something as simple as that or a, a food or something
1: I think for me um one one of the guilty pleasures that I have is just for a long time I didn't have a television in the bedroom because I know that it's not actually very healthy for you to have electronics in the bedroom and so we didn't have that so when I went on tour what was really exciting is staying in hotel rooms where there's a television in the bedroom yeah and i so that's that's like um that's my guilty pleasure is having a television in the bedroom and then being able to watch tv from bed doesn't sound like that you know um that edgy but that for me is a real
0: oh everyone has their own everyone has their own story like you know if you get caught up in a good netflix series or whatever it can be right
1: binge watching
0: are you, is there anything that you've been binging lately?
1: You know, we we just started bingeing binging a comedy series called Welcome to Sweden. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. So it's made by Amy Pola and Greg Pola, and Amy Pola is originally from like Saturday Night Live and she was well, she in 30 Rock. She's done lots she was of in, movies. she
0: was really famous for um, Parks and Recreation. That yes, that's it. Parks role. and that was Recreation, her breakout role, yeah.
1: So she and her brother Greg have I think it's her brother have written this show created this show called welcome to sweden and it is hilarious and it's about a guy who gives up his life in new york to move to sweden for his swedish girlfriend and it's about it's just it's so sophisticated in its comedy it's so so funny so yeah and i love that i'm watching welcome to sweden when i'm an abba fan
0: <laughs> how, well, how good? Is- i just
1: realized i just put that together for you you know
0: See, ladies and gentlemen, you see, this is exactly why I get guests from like Karen because it's just audio gold. I, this makes my job. <laughs> <away. laughs> All talking about audio gold. Can you remember your first ever performance and where was it at, or at least? I was one five
1: of- years old. Oh yep. yeah, and it was a concert. It was a. Um, a Sunday school concert and it was in North Mackay and my mother sewed my dress I would love to be able to tell you what song I sang but I cannot think about what the name of it is right now but the experience of the feeling of being on stage was so um, visceral and memorable to me it was like heaven yeah absolute heaven
0: that's good. My my first was I was uh, eight years old and I was the lead in our production of Rudolph the Red nosed reindeer. And wow. I must, and I must say I, I, I drove that sled home, I can assure you, out of the ballpark. <laughs>
1: you you rocked it, right? <laughs> oh
0: I um Oh no. I oh, know I did not. <laughs> oh well. It was good fun though at the time. I've always liked performing. That's why I do this. I like to I like to entertain and um,
1: there's something really powerful about being a person who is willing to, you know, we, as human beings, we see somebody on stage or somebody um, who's in the public eye in some way. And it's a reflection of us as a human being, Yeah, you know, we get to see ourselves through other people. So, so I think that's a big piece of it.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you 110% on that one. So just speaking on the topic of performances, can you remember in your career a memorable gig, sorry, or various gigs that you've resonated with and a cool story that goes with it? Because you've shared some stage, you've you shared a stage with some big names like Nora Jones, Cindy Lauper, for example, but for you, what is a, a gig that stands out and have you got a cool story that goes with it?
1: I think, well, you mentioned Cyndi Lauper. So I was in the uh, opening band for Cyndi Lauper's tour in 2004 across the US yep. and Jennifer Marks was the artist I was performing with and I, it was super exciting to be on the Cindy Lauper tour. I mean, she's an icon. And one night at one of the shows, or well, it happened several times, but the first time that it, that it happened that she invited the whole opening band on stage at the end of her concert. And we were all singing along, like singing backing vocals for Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And to That's do awesome. that on stage, in a, like in a stadium with Cindy Lauper, that was epic.
0: And it sounds like the girls were having a bit of fun, so that's come full circle right there. The girls right were there. having
1: so much fun. It was, I mean, you know, I hear that song on the radio now and I'm like, oh, you know, I'll be walk into a shop and I'll hear that song I'll be like, wow, did that really happen? That really happened.
0: <laughs> I remember, I think it was when the PlayStation 1 or 2 came out years ago and do you remember, did you ever have a go at SingStar when it was released? Oh, I didn't. Uh, um, so Girls Just Want to Have Fun was on one of the first songs and i remember like we were 18 19 and just we'd take some beers to a friend's house crack on the sing star and myself and three friends were singing girls just want to have fun and
1: awesome
0: you know too much testosterone for that song I, if, if <laughs> we, we butchered it but it was good fun so <laughs> love it Alrighty, So talk about like um, sort of the sort of the the starting end of your career. So, you you know, you took off to New York in circa 2002 um, after, you know, being uh, having appearances on Australian television. Um, So what was it about New York that called to you? Was it because like it was known to be a place to go to be successful or what actually got you to go? You know what? I'm going to jet jet off to the US. What was it originally that uh, convinced you?
1: Yeah well I always knew I wanted to move to America and I thought it would ultimately be I thought it would be LA and as it got closer to the time where I realized it was time you know I was 31 and all the people around me were seemed to be moving on with their lives and doing what they really wanted to do and I what I wanted to do was different you know I i wasn't looking to get married and have a baby or you know semi-retire or like I, I wanted to go out into the world and and moved to America. And so it was different to other people's life dreams who were around me at the time. And New York just, it seemed like New York was calling me. I, I, I it's hard to describe it, but it was like, it just, the more I started to think about it, the more more sense it made. And, you know, it was a, a mecca for entertainment, for advertising, um, having had a, a, a long, you know, a lot of experience as a jingle singer and a voiceover artist. Um, just felt like the creative community there seemed like it was for me and it's got a walking culture I love that I'm not a fan of interestingly of cars I, I like to be in a place where I can walk to everything and the energy and so yeah it just felt like a fit so natural yeah
0: that's cool I'm 31 and you know I I'm at a place now where I'm just going okay so this podcast started this year in my 31st year and I don't know like I'm coming to the end of the pandemic and i just I don't know. I'm starting to think, what's next for me? Do I go back to mining? Do I, you know, try my hand? So I'm trying to, you know, create this, promote this, and try and get some awesome guests on like yourself. So I'd love to take this on the road and monetize it, but I know I'm a long way off doing that. But we'll see what happens in the in the near future. Yeah. I, so, I
1: think as long as you're following what you know feels right, you're on the right track.
0: Well, puns and dad jokes, and uh, the rest will fill itself in. <laughs> right. So some, some people, some listeners out there might not be aware, but your music has appeared on some very popular television shows such as Passions and, and the hit teenage drama smash, Dawson's Creek. Um, Dawson's my question, Creek. My question <laughs> is, like, how was it having your music on like a cult classic? As big as that and so
1: exciting are you kidding me these artists that are all cool about that oh yeah man yeah like, yeah you know it just i mean i think it's just extremely exciting and it's you know you you don't really want as an artist to have to look outside of yourself for validation but when you have something like that happen it feels pretty good it feels I like mean, okay i'm doing something right
0: well yeah i mean that's got to be like the ultimate ultimate like you know that that feeling you get of accomplishment of satisfaction And just, you know what, this is cool. Whatever path I'm doing, the trajectory is right and I'm smashing it. So I'm happy for you that you're able to. Thank you. That's okay.
1: That brings back a memory. Do you, you may not remember this, but there was a show, maybe it was in the eighties and it was called um, Simon Townsend's Wonderworld. And then it became Wonderworld. It was a kid's show in Australia and it was out of Victoria, I think and this show did all kinds of profiling all kinds of things and they once put this thing up um you know if you've got if you're if you're an artist and you've got music this is way before indie releases right this is in the 80s (laughs) this is like forever ago and i i saw this thing i'm like oh i'll send it so i sent like a cassette tape of a demo of a song that i had written and recorded and you know it got licensed it got played on that show and at the time i didn't think of it as a an accomplishment it was like it was just that little show no one really heard it but i look back at that now and thanks for this line of questioning because that's really quite like ahead of the curve actually that that and I I see that I took initiative and for anyone listening that has a dream of something that they want to do and sometimes you think well what could I possibly do and then a really natural step might occur to you like call this person research that send just send that note do it if you're having that impulse do it because it's incredible if you follow that kind of energy where you know something is right, just follow that energy. And generally it leads to something pretty good.
0: Well, I, I've had a lot of guests and I'm glad that you reinforced it. Like, you know, the key to success, and, and congratulations on the original song, Doing Well in the 80s. That was the original version of Australia's unsigned find. or all down. That's Earth. right. So that's great. Um, but, you know, to be happy in life, we, like there's no point taking the best ideas to the graveyard. And if you have that impulse, that idea, that drive, send that tape, build that house, you know, create that content, whatever it might be, because you could find yourself in a scenario where you're much happier. And I think that we're here for a limited time. I know it sounds a bit morbid, but do what makes you happy. So that's you know
1: exactly. And and I can I add to that? Yeah, by
0: all means, please do.
1: So. I I've been writing songs since I was seven years old you know a melody and a and a lyric popped into my head when I was seven and I knew I had to figure out a way to write it down and I wasn't sure how I hadn't learned how to read and write music yet but I knew it was important and like ever since and I'm 52 I have been writing songs and it took me a long time Mitch a long time to be confident enough and courageous enough to play my songs for other people to perform them in public to record them you know i was 30 gosh 30 in my early 30s before i recorded my first fully produced full length album that ex- that began to express this my sound and how my songs wanted to wanted to sound without listening to what everybody else thought and like starting to listen to myself now I feel like in some ways that was a really late start like a really late bloomer and I just kept doing it I've had some success but I'm not you know I'm not successful or like like, like Celine Dion I thought I would be and I I'm not well, not yet but a couple of years ago you'll probably talk about it but after my voice ended up in the gps's i started a brand called the gps girl and i wrote books and i've i've traveled the world speaking to really big audiences as a motivational speaker talking about recalculating life and and how to keep going no matter what and you know I, i melded my love of professional development with this analogy of recalculating from the gps and so I did a lot of those kinds of things, but every message, many messages we get out there in the world are, if you are a woman and you're 52, the music business doesn't want to know you. The entertainment business, does. you're on the scrap heap. You are just, you are irrelevant, actually, irrelevant. And personally, as a listener, I'm interested in hearing what artists who have lived some life experience have to say. I'm interested in hearing what a 20-year-old artist has to say and express. I love that freshness and that newness. It's, I definitely want to hear that. But I also want to hear what an experience, a life experience person has to say. So all to say I really had to have a word with myself over a long period of time to to be able to allow myself to make the album that I'm about to release. And I'm now into the next album because I'm going to release one every year because I've got so much material. I have been holding myself back, listening to what society's constructs say about an older woman being irrelevant. I'm not listening to that anymore. I'm just not. So all to say, if you have an, an instinct and a drive to do something, take actions in that direction. And maybe things are going to shift in the world. I don't know, but I'm certainly experiencing a lot of love and validation and and support from people of all ages about releasing this album i know i just said a lot of words but i think it's uh it's important to say
0: makes my job easier (laughs) (laughs) no i agree with you a hundred percent and you know we'll talk we'll talk about your album shortly but and then you know talking about the the gp the genesis the gps girl and The five directions are recalculated, and we talk about that that too, if you like. One thing that I've been infinitely curious about, and I've been dying to ask you this question. Okay, so you're the you're actually I did some did some calculations, and actually, sorry, I I missed a step. I agree with everything that you said because to be successful, like just because that you know, as you said, being in your fifties, might people might go you're irrelevant. Like, just to them, I say, you know what, stuff the haters. If you're spinning many plates like you are, the motivational speaking the the advertising the the songwriting and so on and you know composing you've spun many plates you are successful and at the same time you're happy with what you're doing so with all that said and done that's you know that's what life i think is all about it's it's about doing what makes you happy don't count the moments make the moments count i think i read that on a beer coaster at the local pub or something i'm not sure but actually it really really does make sense and the old wise bloke at the local pub, he's, he's got a saying every time I've seen, um, I see him, but um, I I agree with you 110 percent wholeheartedly. Make content, do it feels good, and yeah, um, you'll, that's you'll... right. So all right, so this next question I'm infinitely curious about. So you're the actual voice of probably about 15 percent of the entire world's devices. Um, so you are known as the voice of Australian Siri on countless Apple devices and GPS devices too. So I just I got to ask, how does one become the voice of of so many? Di- Billion devices like that blows my mind. How did this originally start for you?
1: It's wild, isn't it? So, in 2002, I was living in New York City and I got a, I was reached out to, and there was a client looking for a native Australian female voiceover artist living in the Northeast of the United States. I went to the audition and I got the job and they said we we need to record for 50 hours we're recording a text-to-speech voice system we have this massive script and we need to you to record a, a maximum of four hours a day so your voice does not sound tired or fatigued in any way and that's what happened i went up to ithaca new york they put me in a hotel room for three weeks I went to the studio i recorded for four hours i went back to the hotel i rested my voice so my voice didn't sound tired the next day and i did that for three weeks and at the end i then went back to my life as a singer and songwriter in new york city
0: man you're cool (laughs) 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 that in itself is is an incredible feat but you know like the fact that you're talented enough have the time to do this prolific songwriting to do all this uh, motivational speaking and Talk about, you know, your time as the GPS girl, but I thought I had to ask that because I'm sure I've (coughs) told a few of my friends I was chatting to you today. They're like, that's amazing. And I will link uh, your website and your, your socials and uh, like somewhere to listen to your music as well at the end. So people want to dive a little bit deeper into the history of uh, Karen's work. The information will be there as well, but now it's time. If you'd like to, would you like to talk some music?
1: Let's talk music.
0: Alrighty. So latest release. This album will include ten cinematic piano-driven songs with a powerful female vocals and inspiring messages. And the new album's called Ready for What I Came Here For. It sounds to be an incredible listen. And I would recommend people check it out because your single Take Me to Heyman Island, I've been I've had on regular rotation. And I've Oh, awesome. And I've been I have been enjoying it. Like your your voice is your voice is like very, very angelic. It's very it's very easy to listen to. It's, I'm not a, um, a, a musically trained person, but I would describe it as ethereal production. And I say ethereal because the hairs on my arm stood up and I just, it's, it's really enjoyable listening. And I have had the best time uh, listening to some of your, your music over the, on, on Spotify, on your playlist and stuff. So, so the first question about the new album is, um, how was it creating this, this piece of art between New York and the Sundays, and how has COVID affected the recording process?
1: yeah well i started this record on september 26th 2019 is the first was the date of the first session and i subsequently you know i recorded half of the album live in the studio in new york with producer matt anthony at engine sound on 38th street and how i record is it it is uh, scheduled within my regular life some people will Take their calendar and they'll find a, a week or two weeks or a month or whatever time frame and be like, I'm going to record in this time frame. I like to record where I do a couple of sessions a week over a long period of time. Yeah, okay. And so it was, of course, March when the world started to shut down as a result of the pandemic, and I had half of the record recorded, and we very uh, made a very quick. Uh, decision a decision where we would we would come to Australia excuse me from New York our son's school went remote we where my husband and I are both in the entertainment business and all our work was cancelled so we made a, a snap decision it was like okay we'll go to Australia for a few weeks while this lockdown happens and then um we'll when it blows over we'll come back so we came out to, to Australia and we went into lockdown here and we're still here 20 months later because you know it just didn't make sense for us to go back. It was so very, very difficult mm-hmm. in New York. And I had no bandwidth at all to continue recording. It was, you know, the, we're all living through a crisis. Let's yeah, remember it's, that.
0: It's a, yeah, these are crazy times.
1: Very intense. And particularly from March through most of last year, through most of 2020, I personally found it a challenge to concentrate on anything other than just coping and sometimes I forget that and I think why didn't I why wasn't I more productive I could have written this book and I could have done that it was just we were trying to cope um and it wasn't until the beginning of 2021 that I was like okay we're staying on in Australia we're in the Sundays, and I was missing aspects of my creative community and creative life in New York City uh we continued to make the decision to stay in Australia and I was like okay I can be sad or I can see what I can do to create here, what's missing from there. And that's what led to me going, I need to continue with my record. I'm halfway through a record. So I finally kind of got with the program about that. And then with Matt, we figured out a way to record remotely. So I would record um, the guide piano and vocals. I would, we transfer them over to him and he would build the track around it. And then I would, Record, you know, we would be on Zoom together. Um, generally, mornings for me, evenings for him, and nine thousand five hundred and fifty miles apart. And that's how we continued to make the record. And then he would send the the files, and I would do the final uh, vocals and piano, and send them back. And we'd get back on Zoom. And so that is how we recorded the rest of the album, which we finished recording um, in the middle of this year.
0: Cool. It's isn't it interesting the way that um you know something so dire as the pandemic is bringing potentially the best out of some people with like things like zoom and different ways to collaborate and you know it's it's i love hearing stories like that because it's one it's inspiring two it's it's out of the box creative thinking and three it shows the resilience of humans that we can adapt and we can do these things in a different way um so like that's that's really awesome to hear that you were you were able to you know what i'm going to take the work the, i'm going to try to do the best out of a really bad scenario and still create that that art so i kudos to you i commend you the effort that Thank i must you. have gone to those different time zones and so good on you that's great so next question is with this album that's being released compared to say uh, some of your previous work what is what are some of the key differences you've noted you've noticed creating this this album is it does it has it got a different sound to it or is it sort of different themes or
1: yeah all of it it's you know I'm at a very different place in my life my creative output my creative experience is very different there's a real um unleashing of creativity that's happened for me since being in the Sundays when we've been here just over a year and there's been something about arriving here and I you know I'm originally from Mackay less than two hours away from where I am so I'm from this region I was never moving back to Australia The idea that I'm living really close to where I was born and grew up is just a shocker okay a total shocker. I was never leaving America or New York and the fact that we are here all of it is just such a shock but then it's a miracle because I feel like um, I've tapped into this vein of creativity that's really beyond actually and if i might say it's quite divine and i find now i mean i write regularly i'm part of a group called the i heart songwriting club which was founded by francesca de valence and if you're a songwriter and you're listening to this um, interview that that songwriting club is has been a revelation in my life because the structure of it is you put into a group with about 10 other songwriters so it's like your own songwriting mastermind and it's all online and every week there's a task, like a theme to write to, and you take an hour, one hour to write a song. So for somebody who's always written songs like me to be in a structure like that, it just made me create a songwriting practice so that I was doing it every week because there was a lot of time and energy spent being frustrated that I wasn't getting around to writing or um I just didn't prioritize it. There were so many other very important things to do. So for me now, I have this structure that I work within that it really works for me. But it also means I've got at least 50 50 plus songs, 52 songs a year that I'm writing, which is a lot of material. And I have really explored a lot of creative approaches through being a part of this club And getting amazing feedback from the other writers and giving feedback so it's been this creative hub experience for me so this album is is a result of a really intensely creative period of my life and picking what's felt like the best work um from that time and thematically you know a lot of my younger songs are are yearning and heartache and heartbreak and missing and being far away from people I love, and my writing now has moved into another area, you know I'm, I'm writing about what it all means and life and love and the depth of love and world events and and there are some reflections on being younger as well and just and insights that I'm having about life and, and the world and the future so
0: cool so it's you know quite different. That's you know, and I'll I'll be I'll be listening to it. So from everyone out there, released on 2nd of November, is that right? The fourth, 4th, but of the
1: 2nd's just as just as good. Pre-save. pre-save, pre-save everyone.
0: Also, um so you're taking, you know, as you said, your home this this scenario was kind of like was out of your control so you decided to move home and you're taking the best out of being to your, you know, in your local roots and taking inspiration from that. And I was just you, know, you just spoke before about you know, being prolific and, and um, you know, having a different style of writing. And for the the iHeart um, group, I'll can, I'll put a link for that at the bottom below too if you'd like so Please. if people want to check that out, we can do that. Yeah. But I've spoken to some musicians now and some are like, some have that, that structured style. They say, okay, on this date I'm going to leave for songwriting, whereas your style, as you just described, is more like free. It's more like... Um, But yet you're able to have a chance to be more creative as opposed to the other style. Hayley Mary said that you're forced to go, okay, brain activate and you have you have four hours to come up with stuff on the spot. Whereas I think with the way that you're writing and what you just described, it'd be more free. So if you find inspiration, you're more likely to have a more satisfying writing process and from there. Have a chance to be more prolific if that makes sense
1: it's very satisfying to me to be engaged with my songwriting practice to know i'm writing every week and i can write more than one song a week if i choose to i can write every day if i choose to but at the bare minimum i know i'm writing once a week and as a songwriter there's something really necessary for me to feel right with myself that i have that in place and I've done plenty of the, you know, I've got a writing session and it's booked between two and five on this day and I'm co-writing with this person or that person. I've done lots and lots of that kind of writing. And inspiration arises then too and I enjoy it. I could write every day with different people. <laughs> no problem. Love it. But at this particular moment in my life, I'm exploring writing on my own and just really expressing my own creative heart and that is that that is a process that feels right and that I'm yep. going with.
0: That's cool. So, you know, as you've gone on in your career, you know, what are some of the like what are some of the life lessons or what are the, some of the best lessons you've learnt, um, you know, tra- like transcending as a musician performer, like if you could, you know, go to that younger version of yourself who moved to New York and give her some advice, what would you say to your younger self?
1: I'd say I first of all, I would say trust your approach. Trust yeah. your own approach. And even if you fail magnificently, you'll know that you followed what felt right to you. And I think it's tough when you are young and a woman in a man's world, which is unfortunately how I experienced the business. Um, I spent so much of my time looking for the answer from others who I felt would probably know better than me about how my music should be because they were more experienced. So it's a fine line to find people to collaborate with who respect your own instincts and art, artistry and don't just want to, I'm gonna say, mansplain all over you about what's right and wrong, what's gonna sell and what isn't. Um, there was, a, I just really, even though I was someone who was, you know, moved to the other side of the world and I was putting myself out there, I still held myself in. You know so much for fear of not doing it right and i i just think keep following what what you what feels right to you um and to have as many creative experiences as you can you know writing with lots of different people performing with lots of different people you learn so much and it's so exciting listening to lots of different music yeah. transcribing solos it's just it's just a world of explore creative exploration that that is um it's really fulfilling but but yeah i would just say to to be able to learn from others but also to to really listen to your inner gps
0: yeah well that's sound advice i um see, so, you know take every take every opportunity learn from others be unique and just do what feels natural that's that's some pretty good advice i'm going to take that on board too um
1: look at some of those young artists that are coming out right now they ooze a a confidence don't they of just being good with themselves, and I'm sure they've got their ner- nerves and anxieties and concerns too. But musically, you can hear it. You can hear the confidence, and it's beautiful when you hear somebody like Maggie Rogers who comes out and is is quirky and different. And someone might go, "Oh, that person's not gonna, that's not gonna sell." But guess what? People are very attracted to that kind of confident creative expression. I think.
0: Well, I mean you've got one of the biggest some of the biggest stars on the planet who have chosen to be different your princes that's right your michael jacksons your lady gaga's your adele's like you know those who dare to be different you know i i respect more like who wants to who wants to create the same art as someone else i know i don't um
1: oh mitch it does my head in looking at a list of genres okay let's just talk about for a second, like being a feeling irrelevant or trying to find your own musical spot in the world. Okay. I'm just, I'm just releasing an album and they show you all the genres, right? Or the ARIA award nominations just came out and they show you all the genre- genres. I don't fit into them. There isn't a category called cinematic piano driven pop. There, there just isn't. Year.
0: There will be next Thank year. Thank you, love. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that's exactly right. So given that it's a it's its own unique sound and it's you know it's it's something new what are you hoping people that get out of the album personally like what are you trying to like what messages are you trying to hope people resonate with say or... oh,
1: I just really hope it inspires people to listen more closely to themselves and yep. what they really want to do in their own lives yep. I wanted to inspire people to comfort them to provide healing um to energize you know that's that's what I'm here for is to share beauty and love in the world
0: more positivity I love it I love it I love it I want them to
1: connect with themselves and to connect with others that's really
0: and yeah I the world needs more of that right now I put my hand on my heart going I as I said I commend you for for wanting to put the message out there and to be you know brave enough to share your own stories and to share your art with the world like I can't wait for it to come out um so thank you. Going forward, once the release is out and when the world is not so topsy-turvy, will there be more performances or what's next for you?
1: I'm planning a tour. Uh, It's a regional Queensland tour that I'm planning for 2022. I'm open to touring everywhere, but that is uh, where I'm starting. And being someone from a regional town, being from Mackay in North Queensland, I have a really strong, I feel called to go to regional places. and perform and you know share about my journey and really share share uplifting energy you know
0: and uh so everyone will be able to find the details of your tours on your socials and your website which i'll include links to at the bottom and um so everyone just keep an eye on that and you know as well as you know you were you said you're you've you've, you're an author you've published i could find 16 books is there's probably more but i'll include links to them as well and um you know, you spoke a bit about your time as the GPS girl. Do you want to touch on that? Uh, your time, you know, how well, did it start? A,
1: yeah, I mean, it's a brand that I created by connecting the the my love of personal development with the you know directions in the car and the whole fact that my voice was in so many devices and. I thought, well, if you can recalculate in the car, you could also use that term to recalculate in life when things don't go the way you want them to go. We can just recalculate rather than make it a big deal, rather than get stuck in the in the energy of things not going the way we want them to. And so I developed this five directions for recalculating process. And that's what I speak about. I share my story on stage and or in interviews and, um, and keynotes and keynote speeches where I I talk about really how to create, how to shift the energy when things are, you know, when life happens. And we've all been recalculating, the whole world has been recalculating Mm. and trying to figure out how to keep going no matter what. Um, So yeah, that brand continues and i have i do have an email list i know that sounds old school but it's a great way to connect with people and <laughs> send out inspiring messages and keep people up to date so that's that exists if you want to visit karenjacobson.com and and sign up for that and i also have a patreon i don't know if you're fami- familiar with patreon um, you know, yeah I, um,
0: yeah, yeah I, I know some podcasts i follow I have patreons as well yep
1: and um with patreon i share you know hot off the press voice memo brand new songs with my patreon people and they're totally unreleased music that doesn't always get recorded so um you know i have that as well so there are lots of lots of ways for people to to connect and stay in touch
0: and i'll definitely include list uh uh, sorry links to everything at the bottom and that's okay and like you know patreon one of the another podcasts i listen to they have like it's like what karen said it's bonus content perhaps behind the scenes stuff and, you know, stuff that you don't get access to It's exclusive content. So, you know, to anyone out there, I would say join it, join up as well because not only is it helping the artist, the artist that you like to have created, it also at the same time gives you access to, as I said, bonus content. So, you know, check that out as well, everyone out there. Um, was there anything that you'd like to close out on, anything you'd like to say to your fans who might be listening to this today?
1: Oh, I'd really like to say that it is never too late to recalculate, even when things are, seem dire. There's always going to be, and you know, you're going to wake up on another day. There's always another action to take. It's really, even if you're going through a really difficult time, I get it. I have been there, but there's always there's always something that you can do. That's right. And it it won't last it's gonna it's gonna pass and sometimes just holding on to the belief that that's the case is all there is and um yeah it is never too late to recalculate and you can really you can really create a life that you love and I loved that quote the about the making the moments (laughs) not counting the moments that you shared that was just fantastic because making the moments count it sounds so basic i know it sounds so pedestrian but it really works you know i'm having my favorite cup of tea in my favorite mug and i do that every morning because i just i want to love my life i want to love everything about it so make every decision based on what you love
0: that's right and you know i I agree with that wholeheartedly i'm going through a time where i'm in between jobs now i left one because i was unhappy and try to go back to my old one so we'll see how we go but I'm happy I did it because you know what, life is too short, and I've got enough to get by at the moment. So, good so, for you. So yeah, as I said, everyone, all the links to Karen's music will be down below. Um, I'll include a link to her Spotify and Apple as well, so you can take a listen. The, the album drops November four. Please check it out, and uh, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on today. I I really love sharing stories like yours, and uh, it's it's really nice to create some art with someone so generous with their time. So I, I, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. I'm really grateful. Oh,
1: you you are welcome. I wish you so much success with your podcast and what you're up to. You're, you're incredible. And can I please have the last word and say, you have reached your destination.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? On that one, thanks, everybody, and have a great day. <laughs>